On today's show, what do the Mavericks see in new signee Tyler Dorsey and what should we expect from Jaden Hardy and others in Summer League? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Lentich and this is Lockdown Mavericks I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let us know down below. What do you want to see from Jaden Hardy in Summer League? What do you want to see from him? Could be anything. Could be a 30-point game, game winner. You want to see finish at the rim efficiently. Just let us know in the comments below. Isaac Harris is not joining me today, uh, but he will be joining me later today as we do a breakdown of the Mavericks' first summer league game, so he will be joining me later. But tonight, today is just me this morning, and we have uh, a ton to get into. I want to talk about uh, I want to talk a little bit about Tyler Dorsey because he there's a rumor going around that he is going to be signed to the Mavericks team. People got a little upset about it, and then I was like, okay, we'll slow down, but. That Tyler Dorsey is going to join the Mavs in some way. So we'll talk about him. And then the Jalen Brunson thing is not done yet. So it's still kind of open there. We'll go over a couple of different options the Mavs can do. And then I want to talk about Summer League. And I want to talk about all these guys. I went through uh, the entire roster. I got really carried away. And I started to just, I just got one piece of information that you need to know about every single player for the Mavericks Summer League team and who to watch. Who should we watch starting in Summer League? So that's what we're going to answer for you today. Let's start with some of the news. So uh, the Mavericks have officially, this is not rumor anymore, officially signed uh, Jaden Hardy to his deal. So now he's set three-year deal. He will be restricted at the end of this deal. Thank the basketball gods for that after all the Jaden Brunson stuff we just went through. And Theo Pinson is also signed to his official deal as well. So really glad to have more than a hype man back in Theo Pinson. I'm hoping to see him a little bit more on the court this year and see what he can do in a bigger role, hopefully, and, and all that. So good for those two guys to be signed. Again, the Jalen Brunson deal is not official with the Knicks yet. So there's a couple of options there. There's a couple of things that could still happen. The Knicks can still just make their moves. They haven't done their official trade with Detroit for... Alec Burks, Nerlens Noel, and all that. That hasn't been made official yet. So they could still do that and then just sign Jalen Brunson into their cap space. Or they could make it a two-team sign-and-trade kind of deal with, with the Mavericks. And they'd have to then the Mavericks would get back a $12 million trade exception. Um SN uh Sports New York put down like a had an article about this. Who was it? It was Ian Begley. Yeah, Ian Begley had this article about different options for the Knicks, and this was one of them. And Ian Begley said, uh, "Well, they, you know, they can do this two. They can do this two-team sign-in trade, and they could send, you know, a twelve million dollar trade exception basically back to the Mavericks, which is fine. Twelve million dollar trade exception. You can bring somebody in." And then he said, "The Knicks might ask for something to get the Mavericks to do this." And I said, "Yeah, how about not the Mavericks not reporting the Knicks for tampering? How about that?" How about, how about instead of like a future second, the Mavericks just don't report them, which is what they're rumored to not do, but they could do it. Just send in the trade exception for Jalen Brunson. Uh, there's also an option where they could do a three-team sign-in trade, 
and the Knicks would have to send out at least $19 million in salary. So that would be like, I don't know, they'd have to send like Fournier and something else, and that doesn't seem to happen because Fournier would cost the Mavericks a fortune, like more than the $18 million that he's he's dealt this year. Like they'd have to pay extra luxury taxes and all that stuff. And for a guy that's pretty redundant with Tim Hardaway Jr., I don't know if the Mavericks are super into that because he doesn't really fill a need for them um, as much as an, as much as other players were. So that's another option, though. It's still out there. But uh, the Mavericks are going to sign Tyler Dorsey. Um, and a lot of people were saying, oh, dang, they were seeing a couple of uh, European reporters talk about this. He's been playing for uh, Olympiacos the last couple of years overseas after playing in the NBA. And people were thinking that that was the 15th man. The, the, the Mavericks just signed Tyler Dorsey. That was their last move. And then they're going to call it a summer. And Mark Stein came out and said, Dallas, you know, sources are saying that they're indeed in talks with Tyler Dorsey on a two-way deal. So it's not done yet, but they're talking about him on a two-way deal. And he is definitely leaving Olympiacos. So it sounds like he has something for sure. And that he's going to be the other two-way or one of the two-way guys. We don't know who the other one is at this point. Probably Moses Wright, but we'll see. Talk about that a little bit later. Um, but this is who Tyler Dorsey is. He's 6'5 with a 6'5 wingspan. So he's one of them squares that we talked about before. He played at Oregon for a couple of years. He played with Dylan Brooks, Chris Boucher, Jordan Bell, Peyton Pritchard. Like he played with some pretty good guys at Oregon. I look back at that team and said, dang, that's actually a really good team. And he was a second round pick in 2017. He played for Atlanta. He played for Memphis. He played 104 games in the NBA total. And he shot about 35% from three on about 3.2 threes per game in college he shot over 40 percent from three on get this 373 games or 373 threes in 75 games he took so my guy in college at Oregon was throwing him up there he, he was getting up a bunch of threes and he was hitting them really well he also shot 40 percent from three uh at Olympiacos, he played for Maccabi Tel Aviv as well and so he's been uh, he's running around the world a little bit but this is a shooter Dallas is bringing in a shooter, so good for them. Uh, another 6'5 guy. The Mavericks' whole roster is like everybody is, is above 6'5 at this point. I don't know if they have a single guy that's under 6'5 unless Josh Green might be. <laughs> like, he's the only one. So, but I have a question. What if that was the Mavs' last roster move? What if he was the last guy? And that question led me down the path of, well, I think people are expecting, and I think Mavs fans are expecting, the Mavericks to do something else. And I think the Maverick, I think, I think Lockdown Mavs, like us, we've probably attributed to this, trying to read the tea leaves, trying to figure out what else they're doing, trying to listen to other people and what they're reporting. The Mavericks saying, hey, we're still trying to get a wing. Hey, we don't want to go after Goran Dragic because we want to leave a roster spot open. Like we're trying to read all the tea leaves too and trying to figure out what's happening. But what if they did just sign a Tyler Dorsey to their 15th man? What if they just signed somebody else at the end of the bench or just sign one more player in the 15th man? Are we all still expecting the Mavericks to make another move? They're not guaranteed to make another move. What if it was just Tyler Dorsey? I'm curious what people think. Put it in the YouTube comments. Let me know on Twitter. What would you think if that was the Mavericks' last move? Or would you be disappointed overall? Because I feel like a lot of Mavericks fans would be. But would the Mavericks be set if they just got one more player, a Tyler Dorsey type, and they called it a day? And then that was it. That was a, that was a summer. And that they walked into the season with this roster. And this roster's like pretty, I don't know, it's pretty set. There's not like, there, there's there's weaknesses for sure. But they have players at every spot. Like they're pretty set as far as positions, 
right now. It's not like they go into the roster. Like I was looking at the Kings roster and the Kings roster, they have like one center and they have, and they're probably going to play Sabonis at center and they have like a couple wings and that's it. But the Mavericks have Luca and Dinwiddie, Jaden Hardy, Tim Hardaway, Frank Nilakina as guards. They have Bullock, Dorian, Josh Green, Theo Pinson. I guess you can throw Nilakina and Tim in there a little bit too as wings. And then their big man lineups are like JaVale McGee, Christian Wood, Maxie Dwight, and Davis. Like they're pretty set at some of their positions. And so I'm curious if the Mavericks just add somebody. Some of the some of the risks we were talking about the other day, you know, uh, a Carmelo Anthony, you know, somebody like that, just to add a little bit of a veteran at the end of the bench, something like that. If it had been just Tyler Dorsey, would, would Mavs fans just be picket fence? Would they just be so upset? And I, I thought about that a little bit more, and I thought, okay, Mavericks fans think they need another move, think that they they took a step back. And we'll have to see if the Mavericks did take a step back. But Tyler Dorsey potentially being the 15th pick got me really thinking today. Let me know what you think about it in the comments. Um, coming up, I want to talk about Summer League. I want to spend a lot of time talking about what's the Summer League roster, talking about ex- expectations for Jaden Hardy. Moses Wright, I think, is another player we should really watch in Summer League. We'll talk about him coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Truebill. Truebill is going to help you cut down on all those subscriptions that you have. It's a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save $720 a year with Truebill. That could be an expense that's costing you you know, a little bit every month costing you like 50 bucks a month and you forgot about it. And now all of a sudden Truebill can help you cancel that. So companies make subscriptions really hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. So don't fall for subscription scams anymore. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. It's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands of dollars a year. Again, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, Isaac. People love when I do that when Isaac's not here. We have been talking about the news around the Mavericks. Jalen Brunson's deal is still not done for the Knicks. Uh, they signed Jaden Hardy. They signed Pinson. Tyler Dorsey is probably coming through the Dorsey. And they have signed Jaden Hardy. And Jaden Hardy is the big player that we're all going to be watching during Summer League. And I'm really interested to see what Jaden Hardy does. I think all of us are. I think a lot of us are really excited. I think Mavs fans are all really excited to see what Jaden Hardy is going to do. And against the Chicago Bulls, in Summer League on Friday, it's going to be really interesting to see what he does, to see what his role is. I expect him to start. I expect him to uh, have the ball in his hands a lot. I expect them to treat him like a point guard because they didn't add a ton of point guards to this to, to this roster. They have um, Jarek Harding, who's kind of a, a scoring guard. They added they added this guy Alessandro Payola, who's kind of a you know a guard. They added um, Jalen Lequeux, that's kind of a guard. Um, that handles the ball a little bit. And then uh, Guo Hawen is kind of a, a he can, he's a guard, but he's kind of like a point forward kind of guy. And so there's only like three guards, like three ball handling guards on this roster for this, for summer league. So it's on Jaden Hardy. I think like, I think it's a lot, a lot of this is going to be on Jaden Hardy, the scoring, the, you know, they're, they're wanting to see what they got in him. And so I'm really excited. This is a roster, I think, going through it today. This is a roster to showcase Jaden Hardy. And they've been talking about him a lot. He talked to the media a couple times this year, or a couple, t- couple times during like the summer league practices leading up to this. 
Greg St. Jean, the Mavericks assistant coach, is going to be the coach. And so he talked about Jaden Hardy a lot. A lot of questions were asked about him. And so Jaden Hardy is going to be the focus. What do we want to see from Jaden Hardy? A couple things I want to see. I want to see some confidence and I want to see some competence, (laughs) right? You want to see those two things because he's already coming in with that year of G League under his belt. He's kind of done a rookie year in a weird sort of way. He wasn't with an NBA roster, but he was with the G League Ignite, and that's supposed to get you ready for a year in the NBA. He's been training like he's in like he's in the NBA, right, with that G League Ignite squad. He hasn't been stuck in college. He hasn't been taking classes. He hasn't been doing all that stuff. And before that, he you know, didn't do his senior year, so he's been training for, for a while. And so I expect him to come out, and I hope, I hope he comes out and dominates. But if he doesn't, I think it's okay. I think it's okay if he doesn't. It's one of those things. It's summer league. People put, the, you know, certain expectations, and then if he, you know, players fall short, then they say, okay, well, it's summer league. But I think we want to see a couple things. If the shots don't go down, but the shots are good shots, I think that's good. You need to, you have to watch to see what those are, right? We can't just look at it and say, oh, well, he missed six threes, and so he sucks. But what if they're all open threes? Could have just been an off day, right? We've seen the Mavs have off days. We saw Reggie Bullock have like an off two months (laughs) to start the season last year. (laughs) I want to see him get to the rim. This is a big thing that that Isaac had talked about a lot, um, that Mavs draft, that Richard Stamen had talked about a lot as we were going into the NBA draft about Jaden Hardy, is that does he have the separation? Can he get past his defender with a quick first step or a move or something. We've seen the herky-jerky stuff. He's got some of that. He's got a crossover. He's got a little stutter step. He's got a hesitation. He has all those things. But can he get past the defender? I'm curious to see how he does in summer league capacity. Is summer league a better way to see this than the G League? I don't know. Maybe not. A lot of these guys played in the G League last year. Like A lot of the guys on the Mavericks team played in the G League last year. So is it better competition? I'm not sure. It's definitely teams that have not played together well. So he, it's, got, it's a lot of one-on-one stuff. It's a lot of going up against one team. It's not a lot of team defense being played because there's only been like a week of practices. So I'm curious to see how his separation is. I'm curious to see how he gets past guys. I'm curious to see what shots he creates. And I'm really curious to see how he gets everybody else involved. What kind of player is he? Is he just all for himself? Is he and Moses right? Are they connecting really well? If they connect really well, that could be, you know, a really good duo for the Mavericks if they play some some G League games together for the Texas Legends. Those two guys could be a really good pick and roll pairing. Do him and Marcus Bingham hook up a lot? Marcus Bingham is a you know the one like center on this team. There's like him, and then there's sort of like uh Justin Gorham, like there's only there's only two guys really on this roster that are, and, and I guess Moses Wright a little bit. Moses Wright might start at center for this team in summer league. There's just not a lot of centers on the team. So is, is does Jaden Hardy hook up with him? Like how does that work between those two guys? I'm curious to see that. I'm curious to see what types of shots he takes. Is he just gonna walk up and take some some pull up threes? Probably, but in what way? I'm curious to see what Greg St. Jean wants from him. What Greg St. Jean like dials up for him because they're trying to treat this. They're trying to treat, uh, they're trying to treat this whole summer league process for Jaden Hardy. Like they're preparing him for the Mavericks. He's going to be on the roster. He's not a two way guy. He's going to be on the roster. He's already signed his deal. 
So what things are they asking him to do? Because the things that they, they're asking him to do in summer league could be the things that they're going to ask him to do in the regular season. We'll see. We'll see. So that's what I'm watching for. I'm curious to see how he does. So let me know in the comments. What are your expectations? What are your expectations for Jaden Hardy? I don't know if I'm going to put numbers on it. I'd love to see like 20 points a game, four or five assists, you know, something like that, where he's just leading the team and, uh, and he does really well for the Mavericks. That's what you hope. But we'll see. He should light it up. He should score a ton, on, especially on this team, because it's a bunch. It's a bunch of wings. It's like a bunch of wing guys that are trying to become shooters, trying to become three and D type guys. And so he's got some, he's got the possibility here. Let's go over a couple of the other guys. So so Moses Wright is a guy that a lot of people should know. He's a six eight wing, um, kind of definitely a bigger wing, six eight six nine. He's got a 7-1 wingspan. He was on the Mavericks two-way last year, so we kind of know him. He joined the team in February, and then he just kind of like got a front-row seat to the Mavericks' whole playoff run. Like He got signed to the Mavericks in February, and then he was just there like on the end of the bench. Got got courtside seats for all those playoff games. Like, what a gig. He played four years at Virginia Tech, and this is crazy. He only played one year of varsity basketball in high school. So he hasn't played basketball for very long, like one year varsity in, in high school. Then he went to Georgia Tech for four years. And then he was all G League first team last year. Like of all the G League players in the G League that went up and down and all that, he was all G League first team with our boy Simba, Justin Anderson. <laughs> Justin Anderson was on first team with him this past year. Uh, other players that have been named to G League first team, Kevin Porter Jr., the point guard for the Rockets, Chris Bruchet. The, uh, the center for the the Raptors was named first team all G League uh, a couple years ago. Kevin Porter Jr. was last year. A couple other players that have been named first team all G League. Moses Brown last year. Jameel Warney a couple years ago, if you guys remember Jameel Warney. I think he was on the show. And so he's 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 got some potential for sure. He can be really good on defense. He's got the tools. He's really working on his shot. That's something he really has to work on. Uh, he's hit his he's hit threes at a decent rate. He can pick and roll really well. He's really physical. He's got tools. He's got a lot of potential. He made first team all G League his rookie year. Like that's pretty hard to do. It's pretty hard to do, especially for the lack of experience he has. And he switched teams in the middle of the year. So that's pretty wild for him. So Moses after Jaden Hardy, watch Moses Wright. I'm really interested to see how the Mavericks use him, what they expect from him, because he's probably going to be him and Tyler Dorsey are probably the two two way guys. That's probably what it's going to be. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm interested to see what Moses Wright's able to do. He's also four years older than Jaden Hardy, so something to consider as well. He's He's got potential, but he's kind of got less time to show it. Another guy I'm really watching in the G League is Marcus Bingham. Marcus Bingham... Junior is a center from Michigan State. He's on an Exhibit 10 deal for the Mavericks. I think he's the only player on an Exhibit 10 deal so far. And what an Exhibit 10 deal is, is it could be converted into a two-way. It could be converted into a camp invite. He's probably coming to camp for the Dallas Mavericks is what is what I'm hearing um, with that deal. And so he's definitely somebody to watch. I think it's these three guys. I think it's Hardy, Moses Wright, and Marcus Bingham. Marcus Bingham is a really interesting guy. He's seven foot. He has a 7-4 wingspan. was the, the longest on Michigan State. He played all four years at Michigan State. And his senior year, he hit 40% of his threes. He took 41 threes. He hit 41% of them. Which we got, I got to do a Dirk one for that one. That was weird. 
I need a Dirk drop for that. Shut it down. There we go. There you go. Shut down the, the soundboard. One of the buttons is broke. <laughs> uh, but 41% on 41 threes he took his senior year. He also blocked 2.2 shots per game. Sound familiar? Unicorn, let's go. Uh, but he could be a three-point shooting center that can block shots. Like That's a really interesting type of guy. Coming up, we'll talk a little bit more about Marcus Bingham. We'll get into the rest of the guys on the Summer League team. Let's introduce you to the rest of the guys on the Mavericks Summer League team. We'll talk about all of them coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best way to check out the odds and lines all up and down in sports. There's no way they got Summer League in here, right? No, no Summer League. Sorry. No Summer League, but they got a couple of rookie regular season props. Chet Holmgren, over under two blocks a game. Why is that? Why is that like just calling to me? Under. Give me the under. He's not getting two blocks a game. Nobody gets two blocks a game in the NBA. Uh, they have a bunch of awards up already. Sixth man of the year. Dinwiddie is up there. Tyler Hero's number one at plus 275. Jordan Poole plus 300. Jordan Clarkson plus 900. Kevin Love plus 1800. And Dinwiddie plus 1800. So he's like tied for fourth in sixth man of the year. So if you're interested in that, go check out Bet Online. They have everything else for you. They have baseball. They have hockey. They have all kinds of things. Check it out. It's Bet Online where the game starts. All right, Isaac, we've been talking about the Mavericks G League team, been introducing you to some of the players. The third most interesting guy to me is Marcus Bingham. He's a guy to watch. He's kind of the only center. He's the only guy over 6'8 on the team. So he's probably going to start at center. He can hit threes. He can block shots. Uh, he was mocked to be a second round pick, like maybe even a high second round pick. So it's kind of interesting to see that he didn't get drafted this year. ESPN had him at 46. Sports Illustrated had him at 37. The Athletic, that's Sam Vecini, had him at 35. Like 35 and 37, that's high. That's 35 is before Jaden Hardy got picked. Bleacher Report had him at 41. Dirt. So it's interesting to see he didn't get drafted. It's one of those things where maybe he didn't want to get drafted. You know, you get to a certain point in the draft and some players and their agents will say, hey, I'd rather just pick my spot. I'd rather just pick the spot that I want to go to instead of getting drafted somewhere, being stuck on a team and then end up not playing and like then having to go through all the deal. And then you just wasted a whole bunch of time because this team's not going to roster me anyway. Instead, I'll go get an Exhibit 10 deal with a team like the Mavericks that may need a center and see if I can develop that way. Maybe just play on their G League, you know, just get all that process over with, decide where I want to play. So he's a really interesting guy to watch. Jaden Hardy, Bingham, Moses Wright, that whole trio is, is really interesting. The rest of the guys, I'm not sure what to expect, but here we go. We'll just go through all of them. Uh, this is just in numeric order. Jarek Hardy. He is a 6'1 guard. He played four years at Weber State. That's where Damian Lillard played. He's been playing in the Czech League for the last couple of years, and this dude can score in college. He scored 20 points a game for three straight years at Weber State, but uh, he's listed at 6'1". He is a J.J. Barea 6'1". So I don't know I don't know if he's 6'1". Interesting to watch him. If we're trying to figure out who's taking the ball away from Jaden Hardy in Summer League, this is the guy. This is the number one guy, Jarek Harding. Uh, so watch out for him trying to take the ball from, from Jaden Hardy. We'll see if it works out for him or not. Um, but yeah, definitely a scoring guard. We'll see what happens with him. Um, uh, Mie Oni. Mie Oni is a 6'5 guard slash wing from Yale. He's kind of interesting too. He's maybe my fourth most interesting guy because he played three years at Yale. He was the 58th pick in the 2019 draft by the Jazz. 
He was the first Ivy League player taken in the draft since like 1995, which is wild. He was only the 58th pick. But he played 80 games for the Jazz over the last three years. I think he has the most NBA experience out of this whole Mavs G League or Mavs uh, Summer League roster. So Mie Oni, really interesting guy. He's already played 80 games in the NBA over the last three years for the Jazz. He played some pretty good defense for the Jazz. He was moving up in the rotation, and I think a couple of Jazz writers were surprised when he got cut. Um, but he's going to be 25 in August. So he's kind of like is who he is probably as a basketball player at this point. And it'll be interesting to see how he plays. He, he may, he probably will start for the Mavericks just because of uh, experience alone, but he's an interesting guy. He's just kind of probably who he is as an NBA player at this point. So definitely something to watch out for. That's Mie Oni. Uh, Alessandro Paola, Alessandro Paola. This guy is interesting to me. He's 6'4". He's a guard. He played in um, the Italian league since 2015. He's played for Bologna. He went undrafted in 2021. He just went back to the to uh, to the Italian league. He was the MVP of the Super Cup tournament in 2021, and then Bologna won the Euro Cup and qualified for Euro League. So, really interesting guy. Really interested to see kind of what he's doing in the, what he's doing in the NBA, what his goals are, and uh, he could be a guy a, a guard as well that uh, has the ball in his hands. So, be interesting to see how he plays and what style he plays for the Mavericks. I don't know a ton about him outside of that. Derek Alston Jr. is a 6'9 wing. He's the second tallest guy on this team, but he is like, he's a very interesting prospect. I've done this whole breakdown on him when I worked for this other company. He walked into Boise State. He played four years at Boise State. He's 6'9. He's got a seven foot wingspan. He walked into Boise State. He was like 6'7. He weighed 148 pounds. Like, you probably like you probably know a dog that weighs 148 pounds. <laughs> like 148 pounds for a guy that's 6'9 is wild. Like that's even skinnier than Nerlens Noel, Kristaps Porzingis when he got drafted, skinnier than Chet, like all that. He was super skinny. So he's been trying to add weight. He has added weight over his 4 years at Boise State. He's really improved a lot. He's improved his jumper. He had like the second highest jump in uh points per game in college over hit from like his sophomore to junior year. Like he really took a big step forward. He went from like 12 points to 17.9 or something like that. And so he's got a pretty good jumper. He can kind of do it all as a wing, but the physicality and his jump shot are really going to depend on that's, that's his, that's what's going to really depend on how well he does in the NBA. So Derek Alston jr. Really interesting guy to watch out for. Um, but the physicality is, is really interesting to me to see what, what happens with him. Jalen LeCue. 6'4 guard. He didn't play college, but he's played nine games in the NBA. He played five games for the Suns in 2020. He played 21 games for the Pacers in 2021. So I think he may have the second most amount of NBA experience because he's played uh, two years there. Uh, but he played for the Bucks G League team last year. He had a ton of upside coming out of high school, like a bunch of different offers from, I think Texas Tech was one of them as well. A uh, bunch of different offers coming out of high school. He committed to play for North Carolina State where Dennis Smith Jr. played um, as a, you know, he's going to play there as a freshman, but instead he was ineligible and age and all that kind of stuff. He had to abstain from his college career. He rescinded his commitment and then he just went undrafted and then went, uh, went to the, went to the NBA, went to the G league and all that kind of stuff. Shifty guard can get to the rim. Really interesting guy. This guy right here is, is a really interesting uh, one as well for the Mavericks. As far as who's going to handle the ball a lot, it's probably Hardy, Probably Harding, and then it's Jalen LeCue uh, and Payola. Those are the guys that will handle the ball for the Mavericks. So really interesting. 
a lot of guys, a lot of people in the NBA thought he was going to get a spot, but we'll see what happens with him. He he may start next to Hardy, Hardy if I had to, if I had to make my guess uh, at the other guard spot. AJ Lawson, he's a six six guard from South Carolina. He played three years at South Carolina. He was with the Hawks G League team last year. He's got a really improved jump shot. That's probably his calling card right now at this point in the NBA. He's really good in transition. He's got quick feet defensively. Uh, just kind of a 3 and D. He's trying to be a 3 and D type wing, kind of like some of these other guys. So um, check him out. Mavs draft had a great breakdown on him coming out of the, going into the draft, but I think he went undrafted. So uh, interesting. Uh, I, they can't all be interesting. Nick, Nick, they can't all be interesting. Yeah, you're right. He's not as interesting, but 3 and D, 3 and D wing. Justin Gorham, he's a 6'7" forward from houston he played two years at towston then he sat out a year then he played two years at houston he's like this strong physical combo forward he rebounds defends he may be the backup center for the the mavs g league team so watch out for him that's justin gorham david collins a 6-4 guard he played four years at south florida then he played a year at clemson david collins if you remember this name back in february of 2022 He's the guy that was playing against Duke. Wendell Moore's going down the lane. He's about to transition dunk. There's no one around him. David Collins comes out of nowhere and just levels him. Like just like really throws his shoulder into his back and Wendell Moore falls down on the ground. Like that's the guy. <laughs> if you remember, he had to put out this whole apology on Instagram about how he's not a dirty player and all that. But that's David Collins, the guy from Clemson that, that leveled Wendell Moore in that really nationally televised game that was a huge deal. So uh, the scouting report on him, he is a strong physical guard. <laughs> and he'll probably be answering for that Wendell Moore transition dunk thing for a while. But uh, but yeah, strong physical guard, not going to shoot the three super well. You know, he's, not, he's probably not going to handle the ball too much, but kind of a, a defense hoping to be a 3 and D type guy too. Isaiah Brown, a 6'7 forward from Northern Iowa, played four years at Northern Iowa, played for the Texas Legends last year, and he's trying to be a 3 and D wing as well. He's from Flower Mound, Texas, which is right in the Dallas area, so right in the Mavericks' backyard, played for the played for the Legends, now playing for the Mavericks Summer League team. Pretty awesome for him, um, but had to go play in Northern Iowa. like Northern Iowa? Not even like regular Iowa? And then our last guy, Hao Wen Guo. He is a 6'8 forward from the Shanghai Sharks. He's been playing for the Shanghai Sharks for a while now. Um, he went undrafted this past year, but he's a big guard that can dribble, pass, shoot a little bit. I'm interested to see how he plays, how much he plays. Um, he's a guy that I could see like if he, he either starts or just like doesn't play at all for the, for the Mavericks Summer League team. So really interested to see how he plays, really interested to see where he plays on, on this, but he could be running like the second unit possibly, or he could just be like standing in the corner because if he's just standing in the corner, it's okay. But if he gets the ball in his hands, he could dribble past shoot. Uh, he's got a, 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 an interesting skill set there. So that's how Wen Guo uh, from the Shanghai Sharks in China. That's the Mavs Summer League team. Told you at least one thing about every single one of them. We talked about Jaden Hardy. Let us know in the comment section what your expectations are for him in Summer League and enjoy it. Isaac and I will be back with a breakdown of the game. Have fun watching Summer League. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom!